Hey there, welcome to Not Your Ordinary Girl, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hey there. So today I want to ask an important question. Are you sabotaging your opportunities for success? This came to mind earlier this morning. I was watching the news and there was a story on there about how Amtrak trains are taking away their dining cars. They used to have this kind of a cafe style room where they had booths and you could go in there with your laptop and you could work when you were traveling for work or for pleasure, whatever the reason you were on the train. But you could go in there and you could sit and it was kind of a community car where multiple people would sit down and work uh, cooperatively with other people at different tables. If you were there with people you knew, you could go and sit and have a meeting and not disturb other people. You could sit down and plug your laptop in next to or near to other people that were doing the same. And whether it's true or not, I don't know. Nowadays, you never know what the news is is actually reporting, but supposedly they're saying that it's because of feedback that they're getting from millennials and younger professionals that it's uncomfortable for them to work in this environment because they have to sit amongst people that they don't know and it could be uncomfortable or stressful, that type of thing. And it got me thinking, I am definitely an introvert. I always have been and I prefer to work in silence by myself and quiet away from other people. However, over the years, I've really developed kind of an alter persona, if you will, that when I'm in professional settings or work settings, that I'm able to kind of put myself out there a little bit more to benefit both myself professionally and just to be in the situation where opportunities may present themselves. For me, this kind of developed out of a necessity because my job required me to be more outgoing. My job required me to talk to other people. I had to do public speaking. I had to meet strangers all the time. I flew around the world meeting um, government officials, and I had to be able to kind of tuck that introverted personality away and be on, if you will. And I always thought about that as, you know, during the day, my nine to five or my 12 to 10 or whatever the hours where I was working, I kind of had to turn off my introvert and turn on my business side. And I kind of had to be on, which sometimes can be very, very exhausting. And especially as an introvert, it I know personally it can be exhausting, and uh, I always joke that I, I married my husband because he's very extroverted, and he's very social, and he feeds off of that energy, and part of me is somewhat envious of that because I would love to be able to feed off of that instead of feeling constantly exhausted by it. But when I read this article today, it really got me thinking that how unfortunate that folks are really robbing themselves of these opportunities because it so often happens that we find opportunities for advancement, opportunities for career jobs, positions, networking, just hearing about different things by being in situations where we have to be social even if we don't like it. 
So that was kind of the impetus for why I wanted to talk a little bit about this today. I understand that it's very easy to put your headphones on, put your hood up, kind of dive into what it is that you're doing and shut out the world around you. And for many of us, that's a much more comfortable environment for us to exist in. It is definitely outside our comfort zone to be in situations where you have to share a table with people you don't know. Perhaps it's because you don't want to have to talk to anybody and you just can't focus if you're not completely secluded. Perhaps it's a personal space thing. I also understand this. It's very uncomfortable sometimes to have somebody encroaching on your personal space. There are a variety of reasons why that can be uncomfortable. It can be a a hygiene thing. It can be a noise thing. It can be a smell thing. Perfumes are very offensive to people sometimes. It can be uh, people eating loudly or drinking their coffee loudly or whatever. There are so many different ways that being in close proximity to strangers that don't exercise our personal space norms that we're comfortable with can be very uncomfortable. But again, there are so many opportunities that living a little outside your comfort zone for short periods of time can really offer. I had the opportunity to take the Amtrak train across country from Washington, D.C. to Washington State years ago when I was going out there for work. And I thought it would be a really interesting opportunity to see the country. As I mentioned, I traveled a lot internationally, but I didn't travel as much within the United States, and I thought this would be a great opportunity to be able to see a little bit of America as I was going across the country. The dinner service every night when you you have a, a, a sleeper car, you sit with strangers at dinner and you pick either the early or the late seating, and you go and you sit literally family style with strangers from around the train, at dinner. This was a little bit stressful to me when I first found out that that's how it was done. The first night I walked into the dining car, they showed me where I was sitting. I sat down with four complete strangers and I thought, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And I found that that was the highlight of my trip by the time I was done. I had three nights of dinners. I ate with different people every night and I met some fascinating people. I met some teachers from around the country that were doing this kind of in their off time. I met some professors at university. I met business people. I met some really interesting people. And one thing that I had to remind myself was that you're all in this situation together, right? We're all in this situation where we've been thrown into a a seating arrangement where you have no idea who you're gonna sit with and it's kind of a grab bag of different people from all walks of life and you introduce yourself and you just see where it goes. Is it possible that you end up in a situation where it's a complete nightmare for the 45 minutes to the hour that you're gonna be sitting there? Absolutely, I think Many of us that travel for work have had that seatmate on an airplane or on a train or on a bus, wherever it is, where you sit next to that person that you dread. And for whatever reason, they drive you crazy for the entire duration of the trip and you just cannot wait to get to wherever it is. I'll, I'll leave that up to your imagination. For whatever reason, that person that you're sitting near is, is a nightmare, right? It could be for a any number of reasons, depending on what our personal proclivities are and what bothers us, what our personal tolerances are, how our patient level is, all of those different ways, right? And and everybody comes with their own menu of things that irk them, 
I have my own list, you have your own list, we all have those, right? But when you're in this situation where you have an opportunity to sit with other people, it offers us, in my opinion, an opportunity to kind of rise to the occasion. You can either look at this as a, oh my gosh, I have to spend the next hour with these people who are gonna drive me crazy, they're clacking on their laptop, they are eating and chewing loudly, they smell, they talk too loud on their phone, they wanna talk to me about stuff I don't wanna talk to, whatever it is that they're going to have the opportunity to drive you crazy, on the flip side, that's also an opportunity for you to make a connection and you have no idea where that connection could lead to. I have stories of colleagues who met their spouses. I have stories of colleagues who got amazing job opportunities. I have stories of colleagues who had really creepy stalker situations, right? There are so many positives and negatives that can come out of it, but if you go into it immediately from the beginning with dread in your mind that this is going to be a miserable period of time, then I guarantee you, you will get nothing out of it. However, if you go at it thinking this could turn into something good, even just a small window, in your mind that this might not be a completely negative experience, then you open yourself up to the possibility that there might be something great that comes out of this interaction. So along those lines, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. In several of my other episodes, I've talked about how opportunity can present itself in the least likely situations, and you just never know where those opportunities may lie. And by immediately shutting down the opportunity for personal interaction with strangers, you lose those opportunities. And so this article about removing the cafe cars on Amtrak, I find really disheartening, honestly, because I think that there's an opportunity there for networking, which many people are not affording themselves. I am definitely guilty of that. I have been in the past, and I can't promise that it'll never happen in the future because there are some days where you just can't put yourself in the mindset that you want to deal with other people if you are an introvert. But there are so many chances for any number of opportunities that can come up professionally by putting yourself in these uncomfortable situations for even just a brief period of time. Maybe you say to yourself, I'm gonna go to a coffee shop, I'm gonna sit there, and I'm going to make eye contact or greet and be social with three people once a week. You go to your local coffee shop, whatever it is, the one that you like, you take your laptop, you go in there, and you can put your headphones on and you can focus on your work while you're there, but maybe give yourself a couple of tasks for the time that you're there that could put yourself in a situation where you might be networking. Maybe say I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to talk to three people. That could be the person behind the counter. It could be the person behind you in line. It could be the person sitting at the table next to you. It could be the person that is at the counter where you go to get your cream and sugar and your stirs and all that. Try to come up with a couple of ways that you can comfortably start a conversation. It doesn't have to be a long conversation. It can be a very brief conversation. But again, you're opening the door to converse with somebody else that you have no idea who they are, what they're doing there, why they're there, how you might benefit and how they might benefit from that interaction. It always starts with something small. I always try to come up with a couple little questions. And I'll be honest, 
My favorite way of starting a conversation with people is to compliment them. I really love finding small ways to compliment people on something, anything. Women, you can compliment their shoes, compliment their bag, compliment their hair, compliment their outfit, any of those things. And as a woman, I can tell you, anyone walks up to me and says something positive about what it is I'm wearing or holding or doing is going to make my day. It doesn't matter how small it is, it just makes my day because I think too often now people are afraid to compliment others because you just never know if it's appropriate. And I don't care who you are, you say something positive about my shoes or my new purse or the the notebook that I'm carrying or my glasses, whatever it is, you say something positive that instantly makes me feel really good about myself and it makes me feel good in general because someone had the courage to come up to me and say something nice. Men, it's the same way. Compliment their shoes. Maybe ask them about their coffee choice. Ask them about what it is they're eating. Perhaps it's a seasonal item on the menu that you haven't tried yet. Take an opportunity and say, hey, I haven't tried that yet. Is it any good? This is typically what I drink, but I'm thinking about trying that next time. Is it really sweet? Is it really bitter? Whatever. You can really be very flexible with what it is that you're saying, but just something small. I think that, again, so often we're afraid to start conversations because you never know how people are going to take them. And obviously, if you're going to sound snarky, you're going to sound disingenuous, you're going to sound rude, you're going to sound obnoxious, I would say keep your mouth shut then because you're not going to do yourself any favor there. But if you can really be genuine and just say something nice to another person in the situation, you're going to make progress there. And it may not be a long conversation. It may just be that simple exchange of, hey, those are some really sharp shoes. I'll have to keep an eye out for those for my husband. Or that's a really great bag. I bet you it holds all of your work stuff in it without it being too heavy. Whatever it may be. I've been wanting to try that that new coffee drink. How is it? And the person may look at you and they may be appreciative and say thank you for the compliment. They may offer up some information about where they purchased the item that you're complimenting them on. They may not say, yes, it's a delicious drink. They may look at you sideways and say, "Mm, you know, they're not going to engage with you. And that's a shame. And it is going to happen from time to time. There are Several people over the years, I have complimented them on their shoes or their purse or their shirt or their dress or whatever it is. I've actually had people turn around and be downright nasty to me for complimenting them, which quite frankly is shocking, but that's the world we live in. But it doesn't dissuade me from saying things to other people because that is definitely not the norm. Of the hundreds of times I've said things to people, I can count on one hand how many people have turned around and not been appreciative or friendly about it because everybody likes to get compliments. Everybody likes to be said they look nice today or they have a cool bag or they've got a neat phone case. Maybe they got a picture of their pet. Maybe they've got a picture of their kids on it, you know? Ask them where they had that made. That would make a really great gift. Small conversation starters like that can really kick things off on a positive beat. And it may not go anywhere. It may just make their day. And you know what? At the end of the day, if you made somebody else's day, how good should that make you feel? We have no idea what's going on in other people's worlds. Perhaps they are having a monumentally horrendous day. 
and you compliment someone on their their outfit. Maybe they just went and did a public speaking thing and totally bombed it and spent all morning dressing to make sure that they looked sharp so that when they got in front of the room, they had some confidence and feel like they just completely bombed it. And you see them in the coffee shop and you tell them how nice they look. What a way to turn their day around. You never know what's going on with other people, right? And again, that may be the person that turns around and says something really snarky to you about complimenting their outfit because they just had a monumentally horrendous morning, bombed their public speech and are thinking, I shouldn't have worn this outfit today because it gave me zero confidence and I screwed everything up anyway, right? So they may come back and be nasty to you, but you know what? They may not. And that may start a conversation and maybe you hear about what it is that's going on in their world that day. Maybe they tell you about the presentation that they were giving and how they were really hoping it would lead to something in their career. And then you start this conversation. Maybe you happen to be someone that also struggles with public speaking. Maybe you're someone that's really good at public speaking and you might have the opportunity to provide them some pointers or vice versa. You never know where these small little momentary connections could lead. It all starts with saying something nice, finding some little way of connecting with another person in that venue. And maybe you're not comfortable giving compliments. You know, maybe maybe you're worried about it being taken the wrong way. Form it in a in the form of a question. Okay? So, like I said, back to the coffee example. What are you what type of coffee are you drinking? What are you drinking? I, I always get the same thing because the menu intimidates me. I'll be honest, I've I've leveraged that line on occasion at Starbucks, right? I'm a plain old coffee drinker. I put a little bit of cream in it, that's it. I have no idea what to order when I go to Starbucks. The menu is overwhelming. You order in a lingo, which seems very confusing, and the line moves so fast, I feel like I'm at the soup Nazi can or If I don't order correctly, they're gonna move me along and I'm not gonna get my coffee. So aside from the occasional pumpkin spice on the fall holiday, I really just stick to the plain old coffee. Sometimes I get behind somebody in line that orders something that sounds really good, and that's a perfect opportunity I've said to them, what is that that you ordered? Can you tell me what's in it so that next time I might be able to order something like that because it sounds delicious? And I've had the occasional rolled eyes at me like you're totally inept at ordering coffee. You can't figure out what the menu says. Go online and look it up there. Sure. But the majority of people are actually pretty gracious and say, oh, you know, I really like this drink. I get it all the time. It's got this in it for whatever reason. And it's a great conversation starter because people like to talk about things that they like. They like to talk about things that they know and understand, and you're asking them for something that they can impart their knowledge. And it starts with a cup of coffee, right? What kind of coffee are you drinking? Then you never know if the conversation progresses on. Perhaps then you start talking about, are they there for work? Do they work nearby? Is their office close by? What do they do? You can talk about what they're wearing at that point or talk about the fact that maybe they've got a notebook or something. Obviously, they're there in between meetings. Pay attention to the surroundings. Pay attention to what people are doing. And it will give you ideas for ways to start connecting. If you are at the same coffee shop every Thursday and you see the same couple of people there, perhaps they're for a working group meeting or some kind of a, a networking meeting. Maybe they're there for a book club. Pay attention to what it is that people around you are doing. And you can even start doing this before you're ready to be 
social. Pay attention to your surroundings with your headphones on, with your head down, and just be looking around, paying attention, observing to what it is that people are doing. And if it's more comfortable for you, you can start small. Start with some kind of a, a comfortable space. Maybe there's another person there that always has their headphones on and they seem like they might be in the same mindset as you, that they're just, they're just there to work, they just wanna keep their head down, maybe they're shy, and maybe you see that they're reading a book that you read before. Maybe they're reading a book that applies to something that could be good for you. Ask them about the book. Be sensitive to the fact, obviously, that if they're doing the same thing you are, you know how to connect with that person because think about how you would like someone to talk to you. Ask one quick question, drop it, and move on, right? Because if you're there to do your work and you don't want to be social, someone that comes up and just says something brief to you, hey, that's a great jacket, or what book is that that you're reading, and then move on, that would be at least in my estimation, that would be how I like I would like to be approached, right? Because if I'm there focusing on work, I don't want someone to sit down and start 20-minute conversation with me asking me about my entire life. At that point, I'm going to get really frustrated and think, do they not realize that I'm just trying to work? So kind of leverage how you would like to be talked to when you're looking to talk to other people. There are lots of people in those coffee shops that I have experienced that are in there specifically to meet people. Not necessarily, I'm not talking about dating, I'm talking about people in coffee shops being there to network. It's a great opportunity to meet people in different walks of life, different industries, they're there maybe in between a meeting, maybe they're there stalling before they're going for an interview, perhaps they're there to go to an interview. There's a lot of different reasons why people go to the coffee shops. Like I said, pay attention to what's going on, what people are doing, how they're interacting, and it can give you some insight into why they're there and ways that you can incorporate that into how you drum up a small conversation. I use the coffee shop as an example, but this applies to many places. On the airplane, on a train, in a restaurant, in a park, wherever it may be. How about a library or at the airport or at a train station? So many times we are stuck standing around waiting for transportation or standing around waiting for a meeting, waiting for food, standing around waiting. I always say that I feel like so much of our life is kind of hurry up and wait, especially when you're traveling or you're going from one place to the next with respect to maybe going to a meeting or getting to, to different places. These are perfect opportunities to find ways to connect with other people and build possible networks. And if we are constantly traveling around with our headphones on and our head down, either in our phone or in a book, we are robbing ourselves of the opportunity to make connections this way. Like I said at the beginning, I am guilty of doing this. And there are many, many trips that I've gone on many times that I have missed opportunities, I am sure, because I had my headphones on and I had my head down and I wasn't of the mind that I should be looking around for networking opportunities. But you never know where that next opportunity for advancement or a new job or a new connection or job advice, career advice, leadership advice, public speaking advice, whatever it may be, leveraging the knowledge and experience of other people to benefit ourselves or us doing the same for them. You never know where that might present itself. And if we're constantly worried about being uncomfortable in social situations, then 
you may really miss out. So I'm not suggesting that you spend all day exhausting yourself. Your introverted personality is just being constantly bombarded because you have to spend full days of networking events doing different things that you hate doing. I'm suggesting that there are little ways that you can bolster your career success by leveraging small opportunities to step outside your comfort zone. With me, doing it little bits and little bits and little bits, I found that I became more and more comfortable with doing it in larger stints. Now, it still completely exhausts me. The idea of being social and and on for hours on end, I can do it. And I enjoy it while I'm in the moment now. I really can enjoy some of those interactions. But the minute it's over, it's like I am completely drained. But because I do little bits here and there, it enables you to kind of build up a, I don't want to say a tolerance because I, I, I don't think it's like that. Maybe in the beginning you're building up a tolerance, but it's more like you're building up stamina. Think of training for a 5K or a, or a a 10K or whatever it is, and how you have to run a little bit each day, building it up week after week to build up your ability to be able to run that longer distance. And in the beginning, it's uncomfortable. You're tired, you don't wanna push through, it's hard to breathe, your muscles are sore, whatever is going on to help push you, push you, push you to that next goal. You know, maybe today you do one, Tomorrow you do two, the next day you do three, then you stay at three for a little bit, then you move up to four. Think of it like that when you're looking to kind of step outside your comfort zone with networking and meeting people and and interacting with folks that normally you would just want to avoid. Just little interactions and set yourself little goals. Maybe this month you want to meet 10 new people. I'm not talking about getting their business card. I'm not talking about having long-term relationships with these people. Start small. This month, I want to meet 10 people. And that could simply just mean you meet 10 people. You walk up to someone and tell them, that's a great bag. Can I ask you where you got that? Leave it at that. Get the answer, move on. That's one. Go into the coffee shop, ask someone what it is they're reading. They talk to you, maybe it turns into a conversation, maybe it doesn't, boom, that's two. Give yourself a month to meet 10 people. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a in-depth conversation that you're having with any of these people. It's just the opportunity for you to challenge yourself to speak to 10 strangers. See how that sits. See where those conversations go. See what was successful and what was met with good responses, see what was met with kind of ho-hum responses. And I I don't think that you'll experience a lot of people being mean and nasty. I think what'll happen is some of the people you talk to will be engaging and continue the conversation and other people will just strictly answer your question and move along. Some of that is depending on how you structure your question. Obviously, there are open-ended conversation questions that you can use, which give you the opportunity to have a little bit more of a dialogue, or you have just the simple comment of, that's a great shirt, where did you find it? I will tell you that I complimented a woman on a really, really great bag on an airplane once, and I asked her if I could know the place where she got it, And she said, no, that's all she said. I said, that was a great bag. Do you mind if I ask you where you got it? And her response was no. 
I know she spoke English because I heard her talking to somebody else because at first I thought, well, maybe she doesn't speak English. It's an international flight. I hope she didn't think that I was being insulting. I know she spoke English. She just didn't want to share where she got the bag from. That's fine. Okay. I was, to this day, I'm bummed because it was a really great bag and I would have loved to go and try and see if I could find one for myself. But it is what it is, right? You gotta just let those things roll off your back and think, well, maybe she was having a really horrible day. Maybe any number of permutations of what went on in her world, why she didn't want to share where she got that bag. Who knows what it is? I like to think that perhaps she was having a really bad day and I just caught her at a really bad time. It wasn't because she just didn't want somebody else to have her really cool bag. We'll go with that. I have no idea what the reasoning was. And I, I give you that example because don't be surprised if you might say something to somebody and they may not be receptive to it. And that's okay. Incorporate that into your 10 people and look back and think, all right, well, nine out of 10 people were very receptive. Those are great statistics. I, I would be surprised, quite honestly, if all 10 didn't respond well, because like I said, I can count on one hand how many people were not receptive to some kind of a positive interaction. There are lots of people that are lukewarm and they just don't want to continue the conversation further, but they aren't outright rude or mean, or nasty, or just shut you down. A lot of times they just kind of answer your question and move along because they either don't have the time, or like you and I, they're a little uncomfortable with the idea of talking to a stranger. So think about ways that you can meet people over the course of the next month. It's autumn, it's a great time of year to be out and about. You don't have to go to coffee shops, maybe you don't drink coffee. You could meet people anywhere. You could meet people at sporting events. You could meet people at school events. I mean, maybe you have kids and it's back to school now. You're going to be going to events where you're talking to your kid's teacher. You're going to be meeting other parents. You never know. Perhaps someone that uh, goes to school with your child, their parent works for a firm you've always wanted to work for, right? You never know. Go to the library, you're taking your kids to the library, or maybe you go to the library. I'm a fan of the library. You go there, it's a quiet area, you're not supposed to talk too much, so be mindful of that. But talking to the people behind the counter sometimes is really interesting. They talk to so many people, and there's events that go on at the library, sometimes there's networking activities that go on at the library, pick their brain. You never know what kind of information they might have with respect to opportunities for your career or advancement or leadership or training or development, whatever it may be. So all this is to say that, like I mentioned at the beginning, it's definitely a bummer that society seems to be moving away from providing us easy opportunities to intermingle with potential networking opportunities. But it doesn't mean that there are no other ways to meet people. I mean, on the train, you still have to sit in a car full of strangers. You have to sit next to somebody. Maybe you're sitting across the aisle to somebody. I've met lots of people on the train. You can talk to them on the subway, in the station while you're waiting. I found my first uh, apartment when I moved to D.C., I found it by overhearing a conversation on the subway platform between two people. And I walked up, excused myself, and said, I hate to, to be rude. I overheard your conversation about this potential opportunity for um, an apartment on Capitol Hill where I was looking. They were very nice, gave me all the information. I moved in, lived there for three years. 
It was a great first place when I moved to the DC area. I would have never known about it. The place didn't really advertise. It was kind of one of those things where locals knew it was in a safe area. It was a great opportunity. Back then, I was super, super introvert. I spoke to nobody, but I just happened to be standing there and heard what they were talking about and thought I'm going to miss out if I don't buck up and go and talk to these people and the train is coming, so I better do it now. And it was one of those moments where I rose to the occasion, I went over, marched over, did my thing, and found out a really great piece of information. I could have missed out on that opportunity. And like I said, I'm sure there are lots of other ones I did because I didn't buck up, if you will, and go after it at that time. I'm sure there's lots of other opportunities. I can think of many times when I heard conversations where I wondered what they were talking about and how it could apply to me or pertains to possible job or a training or something that I could have leveraged. And I, I chickened out. I thought, no, I'm not going to go over there. I didn't want to put myself out there. There are some that I regret, and I'm really curious where it could have led to had high been brave enough to kind of take that two minutes and just step outside my comfort zone. So when you're traveling, when you're out and about in your normal routine, think about different places where you could talk to people and perhaps make new connections. And think about it on the other side too. You might be a really great connection for people. Don't always just think about it and how they can work for me. Think about just making a connection with someone. Perhaps you know somebody that's really been struggling and you might be able to help them out with a, a job or some career advice or, or something along those lines. Some pointers for their resume, helping them out prepping for an interview. Talk to people, just little bits. The little opportunities to just step outside your comfort zone, find your 10 people, and see where it goes from there. Maybe next week you find 15 people. Or maybe you do 10 people again, but you make those conversations a little bit more open-ended. Maybe you, you switch up your, your conversation starters and open the conversation a little bit more so that you might have a little bit of a longer conversation with these people. Stepping outside your comfort zone just a tiny bit each time as you grow. It will help you both outside of your career and inside your career because if you're getting more comfortable having conversations with people just in general, think of how you can apply that newfound comfort in your career, in your job, at your workplace. Maybe you talk to different people in the break room that you don't normally talk to. Maybe you talk to people that are higher up in the break room that you would be normally too afraid to talk to. And now you're starting to get noticed by people in the workplace that would normally never even know who you were or what you did. You might have the opportunity one of these days to talk to somebody about what it is you do and they've always admired the product that you put out but had no idea face with the product and now they do. You just never know. So today I'm gonna to end with a request that you go to your Apple iTunes and give Not Your Ordinary Girl some stars. The more people that give stars, the higher up I go in the search engine and it makes it so much easier for others to find this podcast when they're looking for career advice. So I would really appreciate your help in moving me further up in the search engines. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. All right, so thanks for tuning in to Not Your Ordinary Girl. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to notyourordinarygirl.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or feedback, and please go ahead and recommend it to your friends. 
Until next time, remember to always stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out because after all, there's only one.